It is me, your favorite host, you know, the, the most important one, Scotty Jero, and I'm here to talk about a couple of things at the top of the show to make sure we have some, you know, regular housekeeping stuff. Here at the Bombad Cast, we are actually part of a bigger network, and yes, talking about that one right there, Beyond the Blast Wars Network, some of the best people around the Star Wars community. And, you know, you have to realize this, there's a patron for all this, but I'll get to that later. So if you like this show, if you're a fan of the Bombad Cast, you'll be a fan of everyone else on this network. On this, I didn't do it right. This network right here. Those people are around the galaxy with Pete Fletzer. We've also got postcards from Galaxy's Edge. We've got the Holocronicle Boys. Good looking people. Beyond the Blast Doors Alive, the only live weekly Star Wars talk show and news review show. And then we got Streaming Star Wars, also a great live show. And yes, we are also a part of that wonderful network. And if you have a lot of money or no money at all and you feel like giving it to us because we're the best, um, please do so. You'll be supporting six separate shows with about seven different hosts. And any little bit of money helps us work towards a bigger goal, each goal. And also at the end of this episode, we actually have an announcement for some – Pretty cool stuff that the Bombad cast will be doing. Very, very excited. Um, you can find everything you want at beyondtheblastwars.com. No spaces between there. It's exactly how you spell it. Um, so make sure you follow us at BombadCast on Twitter. Um, if you want to take some time to leave a like on this video or go follow us on all your social media accounts. I'm talking about the secret Twitter you have for your My Little Pony obsession. Um, make sure you take your time and review us on iTunes if you're listening there on that platform. And yeah, pretty much that's it. So I think it is time to start the show. And yes, this episode's going to get pretty interesting. We're talking about a very particular topic. Before we get into that topic, I got to bring in my broski, my jabroni himself. Yes, I'm talking about the Ewok that I do the show with. The one and only Gerald the Candle Junkle. Jerry, what is up? Hey, Scotty, how you doing, buddy? It's it's good to be here on yet another um Jerry. Uh, day where's, your hat? where's your hat? What? You have you hair? Ever- yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Sorry. Um, what happened? Check this out. It, it, it is hotter than than uh, than the the my pillow under Donald Trump's butt in the Oval Office in here, and so that hat is like it, it's like wearing um, a thermal heated blanket on my head for some reason. It's very thick. I, I love my Cannon Junkie. That's I tried to make that my signature hat. I just couldn't take it this time. I'm sitting down here sweating my like my ever loving balls off, and uh, as Troy and, would say, 
it's hotter than a Balsakian in here. That's a Troy. It's a Troyism. So hopefully, Troy, if you're listening, that's one of the few things that I'll take away from you for the rest of my life. Right. It's a Star Wars, <laughs> like a Star Wars creature. Oh, that's just a Balsakian. You know? It's hotter than Donald than a window at a Krispy Kreme while Donald watches them go through the conveyor belt and stuff. <laughs> <sighs> So why is that? Yeah. I would do that. Let's be honest. Yeah, I do. Let's be honest. We all do that. We all do that. That's exclusive to everyone that goes into a Krispy Kreme. That's true. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll take it easy on the big guy. Jerry, I'll take it Jerry, easy. Did yes. you know what I did this past weekend? Guess what I did this past weekend? This past weekend, sir. You know, a fan of the show, a friend of the show, Eric Cotterman, decided to finally say, Scotty, I've had enough. It's been a year and like a month. That literally rhymed. That was so unintentional. Scotty, it's been a it's, Scotty, it's, it's enough. It's been a year and a month. That will go down in history as the best bomb bad line. Uh, anyway, so, Jerry, uh, Eric was like, stretch. But, <laughs> dang it. Eric at some point said, Scotty, I'm too handsome without the hat on. That's why I wear it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. My, my breath. Taken away. I can't even. I'm sorry. I don't have the hat on. I've got my just tussled hair, my you know chiseled beard, my avocado shirt on. I don't. I said avocado. I say avocado. Um, Cat. I was gonna wear my toast T-shirt with it, but I left it in the dryer too long and it burnt. Um, So I couldn't wear you know I couldn't wear the toast shirt. So okay. So I was. uh... That was so that was so dad. Oh my god. Well let me know on Twitter if you like that joke. We'll, we'll clip it out. Make sure it's exclusive. Avocado toast. I am a I'm technically a millennial, so I do like avocado toast. Yeah, from what I've read. It's your people that are obsessed with it. So I was hanging out with Eric the past couple of nights and what? What? No, keep going. I didn't mean to make it a thing. I was going to say because you said your people and I thought of a comeback that was like, we're just going to keep going down this road. We need to end this road now. It's you who started the road. I was going to say, well, Generation Z, um, your people are, uh, according to the boomers, ruining America with your Antifa. Your bus, your bus is full of hanging out with Eric. Anti-fascists who love fascists. We're having, a lot of, we're having a lot of Jerry's in a mood. We were um, hanging out this past week. I, and Eric, Facebook before I came on here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I got to get off of there. Thank you. I was hanging out with the one and only Eric Cotton. And you know him? Eric you know him? Love that you man. Know him? Love that man. You know him? Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I know him. I try, that's that's a terrible Paul. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was pretty good. I so, miss Paul. Paul doesn't come on as much as he used to. No, he doesn't. He's been busy. Literally, all I hear every he's doing good day. At the social distancing, right? Yeah, he's 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 been playing the same lick for like the past week, and I don't. Hold on, I'll show you. The lick. <laughs> I, I literally learned it. I thought you were going to open the door. Like you just hear it like pouring in from 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 his backyard. He's been playing the intro to Detroit Rock City on repeat, and he knows the song. He wrote it. He's going. He 
He's been playing that over and over again. That's all I hear. I just hear it, and like every now and then it'll be very quiet. This be like, it's like he's trying not to forget it, but he's been playing it since like 1978. I don't know why he keeps practicing the same lick to Detroit Rock City. Well, so. Scotty, your practice makes perfect, right? And we're he's he is a professional. You don't get pro without practice, but dude. It's the unless. It's- you are Scotty and Jerry of the Bombad Cast, yeah, right. and these days over six million view video. Yes, of course. Um, oh, the greatest. Right. It's the best. So, my wonderful uh, so friend Eric. Eric was over, and he said, "You know, it's been enough. It's been sick. It's been a year and a month, just like Doctor Seuss would say." That. We needed to watch something, okay? And I've been I've been on the back burner watching it. And Jerry, Jerry has even been in my ear this year in particular and say, You need to watch, you need to watch, you need to watch, you need to watch, you need to watch. So I needed to say more. Yeah, and it got to the point to where I said, you know what? I never do this. I really don't. I'm not a binger, never have been. I don't know if I ever will be, but we started around five o'clock Friday. Watched four episodes, then watched the other four episodes. The next day, I binge watch season three of Stranger Things, and it was one of the best decisions I've made this entire summer. Honest, it, honest to God, it was so good. It was so good. Very apropos with what's going on with coronavirus, stay six yep. feet apart or you will melt into uh, yep. genetic material and become part of a giant uh, amalgamation flesh monster. So um, horrifying. At the top of this whole thing, spoilers. When, spoilers. When, by the way, when watching it, I kept thinking, "Yeah, spoilers will be for, for a year." It's been a year and a month, but some people might not even watch Stranger Things. Um, if you don't, the first part of this episode will be why you should. Then the second part of this episode essentially is us gushing about third season. How, how dumb the, you are. The ending, if you're listening, the ending, we have a, a pretty big announcement for Bombad Cast. So you will be, you really need to stay tuned. Uh, this, this, this stuff won't come out. This information won't come out for a little while until uh, we're ready to announce it on publicly on Twitter. But we've got a, we've got a, a new thing coming up for Bombad Cast that Jerry and I, Jerry in particular is the developer for, of it. For, for the Beyond the Blast Doors network, you might say. Yep. But, yes. but. We, anyway. we should di- we should digress right now. So, um, say- before we even start the conversation, thank you, Eric, for making me watch it. I love you, dude. Um, Eric, hopefully you listen to this. I I am very thankful that you pressure me to watch it, and I know Jerry is also very thankful because this conversation we're fixing to have is going to be a very good one. Um, I thought only- I thought I was getting punked today. Honestly, when you texted me and said that you you had watched it, I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. You're lying, dude. It was so good. I don't want to give it. I don't want to give it away just yet. So if you don't haven't watched the show, and if you if you want to have a way to kind of ease you into the show, this is the conversation you want to have because the comparison we will be making is how Star Wars and Stranger Things are very much alike, and this is strictly from a telling point of view. We'll bring up some Easter eggs, but we want to. We're gonna kind of take a deep dive as to why. That show, Stranger Things and Star Wars, just goes so well hand in hand, and mm-hmm. why we would want the creators of that show to make their own Star War. But um, Jerry, what what this is? I'm going to start it. Jerry, 
what got you into Stranger Things? What was the thing that kind of pushed you into it? Because I know it came out, I believe, in July of 2016 or August of 2016. I, and I believe so, yes. For me, it took a while. I didn't I, – I had heard the hype around it. It took some friends in college to tell me, like, hey, you got it. But what was yours? What was your experience with it, man? Before it actually came out, like uh, – actually, I think I found out like a couple weeks before – I'd heard they'd been advertising it for a month, right? And I'd seen the poster – which the first like teaser poster kind of thing was like, it was uh, the f- three of the four main get, like boys uh, mm-hmm. the characters. Three of the main characters was the uh, Justin and um, Lucas and um, um, and, and who, not, did you say Nutjob? No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, I meant I meant to say uh, not Will. Will was the not was Will. The- well, it was it's it's Mike, Mike, Mike yeah. But kids on their bike, and they were babies then. Mm-hmm. Um, looked very Spielberg, very like, yeah. um, very uh, Stephen King. You know, both the, the creepy Stephen and the very like magical Stephen, both yeah. in crushed into one. And the like the title, Stranger Things. There was like Will's bike on the ground. There was the fence of the. Uh, of of the uh, compound there in Hawkins, the Department of Energy, mm-hmm. uh, and it was I was like, what is this? Is this like yeah. a? And then I read about it. it was like it's like a almost like a Spielberg, like a, a, a tribute to the Spielberg era, like the wow. the era eighties, and mm-hmm. like the movies that. And I, you guys know, I think I've said it before, the eighties were like are like probably my favorite decade for movies. Like yeah. a lot of my favorites came out in the eighties. I was born yeah. in 87. So I'm not like, I'm like right at the tail end. I consider myself more of a nineties baby, but I was there the last couple of years of the, of the eighties. Um, and I mean, Ghostbusters, Gremlins, uh, star Wars back to the future. I mean, you name it, man. My, it was in my vocabulary because my parents also liked those things. Right. You know, yeah. so I like them now. I like them more than them. Of course. Because, you know, uh, our, uh, people, uh, of our generation, uh, just like to go full bore into what we love. And so sure. nothing wrong with that, but, uh, it, it just, that's what I saw first was that. Yeah. And we binged, Allison and I, the first season, and like when it came out, as soon as it came out, I mean, we, it was just eight episodes. We basically powered through it in two days. So y'all were, you were one of the first people to have watched it, I'd imagine. Yes. Before it caught on. And, and, and dude, did it catch on? Cool. Oh my gosh. Like fire. And everyone thought oh. it was going to be like a, uh, Everyone thought it was going to be a, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, an anthology series, right? Yeah. Where season was going to be a new story, like a new sci-fi 80s yeah. kind of story. And that Stranger Things was like, it's going to be like the new um, Outer Limits. American, or yeah, something. or American Horror Story. Yeah. American Horror Story, but like something more like that felt like it was from the 80s and stuff. Sure. And I mean, man, as soon as that intro starts with the old school and the music that they had, like they picked a band. It's a band. It's an actual band. I think based out of Atlanta, Yeah, it is. They make music and stuff. I've never listened to any of their other music, but their score for stranger things is 
I think my favorite television score of all time. That's my well, favorite like television like theme and op- that's my favorite television opening bar none period. Yeah. Like, it, it beats everything for me. It is. Even, it's phenomenal. The, even the lost and stuff. It makes me tear up. Cold. Something about it is just so powerful. And um, it's so it, the first time you see it, Mm-hmm. We we watched it, Scotty, in a dark room. Our, we cool. it was at See? night. All our lights were off, and that first strain start with the and I was like, "Hook, dude, I love this. What is this? Like, yep. it's, it's magic, man. They captured oh, yeah. the magic. It felt like you were back there, but modern. And anyway, mm-hmm. I, I'll stop. I'm I skipped to the gushing part too early. But anyway, go on. No. When did you first get your first impression of it? So this is exactly how it went down. Um, It's very interesting because in Louisiana at the time, let me look it up real quick. If I'm not mistaken, Stranger Season 1, I think it's been, uh, it had to have been like July, right, Jerry? It was July 15th. July 15th is when it released. Took place November, though, which was perfect, yeah. Anyway. To give you a window into my life at that at that time, it was not very good for me um, at all because my dog of 15 years had just died, which is really kind of sad. But oh. at literally 10 days later, my grandpa would have passed away, and we were there at his deathbed, everything. Troy, Troy and I's grandpa passed away literally 10 days after that release. And I think we were actually at the – we were on the Jarrow Beach trip when it came out. Then, kid you not, two weeks later after that, Jerry – um, two weeks later after that, uh, a flood hit Louisiana and like my house, yeah. my mom was ruined. Like literally dude, it was like one thing after another. So real life and not, nothing got back to normal until about the beginning of October, end of September, like truly like six weeks after the flood school got back to normal for most people down here. Everything kind of right. just fell back into place. And I remember my buddy Chase saying, Hey man, you've got to watch the show. You will love it. And he was an RA at the time for our, our university. And he was like, other RAs told me about it. And he goes, it's literally all, all up your alley. Like, Scott, you will love this show. And I'm like, I, you know, let's give it a chance. And of course, this is a typical Katieism. Um, if anyone knows her, um, we watched that opening. I remember the opening scene vividly, Jerry. The opening scene of the first episode is the man running down the hallway in the lab coat freaking out the lights are flickering yeah and then the light gets brighter 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 something grabs him and then they it cuts to the opening okay and i still i got chills talking about it because she looked at me and she goes turn it off i'm not watching this and i'm like I said, no i said it's got to get better chase has watched the whole thing already it's got to get better it's got to because my buddy chase he's he's um he loves the 80s movies. He loves pretty much anything that you and I watch. We, oh. Chase and I grew up watching all the John Hughes, Ferris Bueller, Six. We love those movies. And yeah. so he's like, it is up your alley, dude. You got to watch it. And so I'm like, I don't know. Hold out. Let's hold it out. And then the end of the first episode, um, once when the first episode ended, she was like, okay, I like this. And so we didn't binge it. I think every other night we watched an episode. And then by the time the last three episodes came around, we had to finish them consecutively. And um, dude – since then it was like this thing i couldn't miss and i season two came out i watched four episodes one night and four episodes the next day i had to and then season three came out and i don't know if it was because there was such a long time disconnect or if there was i don't know what it was but i didn't 
give myself right yeah Yeah. it was like two years i didn't give myself enough time to watch the next season and i just gave myself time this past weekend and i don't know it's important to to mention that this show uh was there for a pivotal moment in my life and and i'm so excited to know that it's going to keep going on and i don't know i'm i there's there's many things i really enjoy that i really like deep lore dive and that was one of them and i I'm very happy that I jumped back on the wagon because it appears that the next season might not come out to 2021 and that's fine. Everything, um, yeah. I think they've done everything. a little bit of filming. Obviously there was a teaser so, for season four, but I frankly believe my interest, unfortunately, if I had, if I had watched it back then, my interest might not be as peaked as it is right now. You know what I mean? Like, right. cause from 2019 to 2021, that's a, that's a long time. Right. And, um, you know, I say that, but we'll see. You're, you're, you'll be the one to prove me wrong. But um, Jerry, I, I, I can't talk about this show enough because there's one really important thing we have to mention. It follows Star Wars in the sense of storytelling more than I think most people give it credit for. And one of the biggest ones is the fact that there is a hero's journey in each season. Like yeah. one character or a group of characters always has a hero's journey where they have everything at first and they lose it. Then they have to get everything back. And it's just like, there's always like a three. The the best thing about this show is that there's always this four or five different storylines that weave into one that are perfectly executed. And I don't know. That's the one thing that I think that impressed me the most about the show. And I don't know if you know this, but apparently TNT, like a bunch of huge networks had the rights to do this show at first. And the Duffer brothers insisted to have multiple plot lines. And this is what literally what the network said to the Duffer brothers. They said this to them. Viewers are too stupid to follow this. They do not. They viewers are not smart enough to follow this. And so those executives are too stupid to know what people really want, dude. Like, dude. And it's, it's a hundred percent true because that's why I mean, YouTube exists. Look up. A, this is what it means. Exactly. And all of us dummies. Yeah. I don't exactly. need them. No, you might. Okay. But the funny thing about it is this show works so well because of the thick plot lines and the amount mm. of attention you have to pay to it. If you watch yeah. it fully, you have a, you have an out of body experience when they all tie together and you're like, you're like, man. And there's one thing in season three, Jerry, that I think yeah. is in season three in particular, I'll bring it up. Like, um, I'll just give you a hint. The part that literally was the most, the biggest payoff for the whole season was the Suzy thing. I did not see that, dude. I'm getting talking about it. If yeah. could pull anything like that off successfully, yeah. that would be uh, it's unreal. That Star Wars can't get near that. And I'm not trying to be a jerk, but that thing in particular was phenomenal. It oh, it was better. It was perfect. And I mean, you know, this is a eight it's hour story. Movie. It's yeah. Inter- it's yeah. Inter- I mean, these are cinematic. This is the yes. most cinematic show on all on time. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, it's like it doesn't feel like a television show. Not Every episode all. is a movie. And I'm like, I got to get to the, I got to see the next one. Yeah. I love that they don't even call it. We call everyone calls it season one, two and three. It's yep. Stranger Things, Stranger Things two and two. Stranger Things three. Yep. Which is so 80s. It's and so 80s. I, I actually own the Blu-ray copies of both the first and second season. The, oh. the Target exclusives that are like That's in the VHS. VHS, me too. The second Love one it. was a clamshell. 
and stuff oh. from like, like the old school clamshells, the, uh-huh. the black uh-huh. gray ones that were kind of like, you know, leather bound book material yes. looking, but yeah. clear. And it had that click. The thing. It, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. You had to make sure it was, it, it's, oh. It's so, so, so it's important to bring this up, you know, there's a hero's journey and each each season has a very yes. particular hero's journey and an anti-hero journey, which is really cool for the third season. But you watch it and it's almost impossible not to make story parallel, you know, story story parallels to Star Wars in this. And like, I don't know, it's a period piece, just like Star Wars is a period piece, you know? First season has a Han Solo arc, right? Oh my god. Yes, it does. I mean, even uh, it's he, he the show did it twice where it yep. made Hopper. me hate. Well, yeah, I mean, well, oh, yeah, even, yeah. Um, w- oh. when do we want to, when do we want to put the line of, we're going to stop talking about, we're going to start talking spoilers. Because well, I want like to talk about heroes journeys. You need to, you need to bring up some of those amazing heroes journeys, but um, you know, what we can do it. We can, let's do it. Let's do it. So if you haven't watched season three or any of Stranger Things, you don't want to be spoiled about anything. If you haven't watched in it, any Stranger Things, get on. Right, leave right our now. Feelings, our feelings won't be hurt. Go. We'll see you in like 40 hours. Well, after hour you later. finish that and you come back and listen. Come back and listen. <laughs> Make sure to take plenty of Gatorade. Um, yes. And, and eat. Eat for the love of everything eat good. Eat a bunch of eggs. Um, eat a bunch stay of hydrated. Egg. Drink uh, water. Don't drink Gatorade. Just drink, drink water. new Coke the and eat eggs. <laughs> The whole time. And don't get off your couch. Don't stop. Don't get off your couch. Um, I'm sure it'll work out fine. Uh, anyway, <laughs> then go get a big uh, big gulp from uh, 7-Eleven after you're done. There you go. Cherry, Please. not strawberry. Please. Cherry, <laughs> not strawberry. Anyway, anyway. So the hero's journey thing is really important because you have – a character like Eleven, who... Spoilers, 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 if you're still here, get the heck out! Eleven in the first season is such a great character, and they expand on her so well, but who is your hero's journey that you, or even anti-hero journey, that you were like, man, that was an unexpected and fantastic? The one I love the most... Okay. ...throughout the entire series, but season yeah. one... Even more in season two, but the Han Solo arc in the first one uh-huh. is Steve Effen Harrington. Your boy. He's the greatest. First you're like, mm, he's some kind of bag. Yeah. So much you're like, oh, he's just like a jerk. And breaks stuff. This, really breaks all boys' camera. Oh, fresh, yeah. Dancy and stuff. And uh-huh. then you find out he's like actually a good guy. He yep. just like has these dirtbag friends who he uh-huh. like finally tells off. And he's like, no, you know yep. what? Screw you guys. I'm, uh-huh. I'm not like you. Yep. And he goes off. And that, but that whole sequence at the end, he goes from being, you think, this jerk douchebag dude. Oh, who, yeah. When he shows up at the end uh-huh. to the house where Jonathan and um, they yep. were about to, like, fight the Demogorgon. Demogorgon. What is and going on? So yeah, good. he comes in. He's like, oh, this is what you're like. He gets mad for a second. He's but like, then, like then he like they tell him to leave. He comes back in and uh-huh. freaking saves their lives. Yeah. And it's like I'm not you because you, you think it's totally Han Solo because you're like oh, he saved yeah. his own skin. He's he didn't he's not gonna come back. And then he comes back 
and yep. beats that thing with yep. the signature weapon, the baseball Flipped bat it. with nails, man. So oh my sick. gosh. Well, he lipped it and don't nailed even, it, Jimmy Gorgon. Oh, dude. And don't then even Jonathan talk about babysitter Steve. Babysitter Steve, man. Is, Steve. Steve is the best babysitter ever. He's the babysitter you want for your kids in Hawkins, Indiana, where there are interdimensional monsters running them up. Well, then the best is you get baked Steve in season three. You get stoned out. Steve oh, my gosh. Them, so them talking about, and again, we're getting into season three now. Um, <laughs> them talking about Back to the Future. Oh, my God. Yes. Absolutely hysterical. That's amazing. We've like, all been there. How awesome. What I love back. about the films, they go through all the, the kids are getting into all the stuff that I was into, too. Yep. Like, but as it came out. So, like, uh-huh. they've got, like, the Star Wars toys, the Millennium Falcon. And that is a newer Star Wars Millennium Falcon, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. In the first season that Eleven is um, levitating. Oh, yeah. yeah. It looks like a newer one. But don't quote me on that. We'll have to ask Andy. Um, and honestly, Andy, uh, in our chat, when we said we're talking about this, said he's a big Stranger Things fan. So he's probably, you know, pretty ticked that we didn't have him on to talk about this. But anyway. So, and then um, in season three, they had one of these. Season two is Ghostbusters, man. Yeah. We had the Kenner uh, R2. So awesome. The season two going for like the, it went for like a Ghostbusters uh, aliens vibe. It's like James Cameron's aliens, the end, you know, where it's like, it's, it's like the first one had alien in it. Whereas Mm -hmm. like it's one monster Mm -hmm. that is very dangerous. Mm -hmm. And the second one's like, we're up in the ante. It's a bunch oh, of monsters. Yeah. Well, so one thing I want to bring up is the thing about Stranger Things where it's a lot like Star Wars, okay? And it's very interesting to bring this up because Star Wars is not a genre piece, though it has several genres in it, just like Stranger Things. Stranger Things is one part John Hughes high school comedy, one part thriller, one part coming of age, one part scary horror one part um drama like drama like uh government thriller like it literally is like it's the craziest thing but you watch it and your brain doesn't make those connections till it's kind of all said and done and when you take it apart in its own weird way you realize star wars is just the same exact thing star wars is a western star wars is a thriller star wars even might have some horror aspects in, in certain certain uh certain scenes star wars is also one big part you know a hero's journey and then an anti-hero journey and like i don't know there's there's force using in its own weird way in stranger things there's jedi mind tricks and there's all types of very interesting i guess magical or mythical monster things happening um there, there are obvious good and bad guys in Stranger Things. So there's a lot of parallels you can really make just in the idea of storytelling and the people that have done it. Are, I mean, there no, no episode leaves you um, unsatisfied. Like, yeah. truly. There's no episode that that doesn't – no line is wasted. Nothing. Dude, it's it's so The important. first season – I'd have to watch again the, the other seasons, but yes, every – episode has a killer ending oh yeah from the last shot oh yeah to the credit music whatever it is all perfectly chosen especially the episode i think it's where uh barb god bless her heart um poor barb uh she Uh, deserved better mm -hmm. uh 
when she gets pulled into the swimming pool mm-hmm. and streaming Nancy mm-hmm. and stuff. And then it just cuts to the, um, what is the song? I've got the soundtracks as well. I, I'm stranger things. Crazy dude. Yeah. Like, seriously. I don't um, know that, that, uh, take my, it's no, like, it's one of it's, it's, it's a, it, Oh dude. It's like a rock and like, it's like a, it's that when Nancy and John were, were hooking up, they're hooking up and she's like calling for help and she gets pulled into the pool. Sucked into the pool. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me look it up. Um, yeah, I'm looking it up too. Guys, here you go. Bombad cast looking stuff up. In so, well, in, in that regard, you watch this show and I don't know, to me, it's just like, um, not Nancy and John, Nancy and, um, Nancy and, uh, what was Joe Carey's, what am I, why can't I think of it? Oh, um, Steve, Steve, sorry. Fake. Steve Harrington, man. Yeah. Let's see. Here it is. I can't find it right here. Hold on. I think it's Hazy Shade of Winter. Okay. Okay. I think. Okay. Well, regardless, whenever you watch this show, there's some things that are super transcendent in terms of, uh, I don't know, in terms of storytelling, like the use of the soundtracks, the use of uh, its own music. It's, it's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And, oh. Can you hear it? I'm actually playing it. I hope we don't get a YouTube strike. I'm going to turn it down now. I sort of think. But it's like, the, it starts out really, and then it goes. Yeah. Here, I just want to hear the kick. Oh, yes, yes. That's where it like, kicks into the credits. She gets pulled in the pool, and then. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Kidding me with that transition, dude. When when old boy um when that the the head of Hawkins um newspaper gets knocked out by his daughter and it's 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 American Pie by Don McLean my my Miss American Pie in the credits oh, I'm like oh dude in the third season oh yes. man see I now I think I'm gonna watch I'm gonna end up watching this again dude <laughs> listen to it while you're at work <laughs> well. <laughs> like a podcast like i'm probably gonna listen to the the soundtracks tomorrow honestly i've got the third season soundtrack too man it's killer dude. killer um what you guys tell us in the comments and on twitter tweet at us if you want us to do an, do some watch-alongs maybe oh, we would love to um, Kind oh of like, just dude, let us know. Let us know if you want us to do. Maybe with oh. some, we bring in. We can bring in Andy. Maybe some of the other, um, the other sure. people. You know, uh, some special guests to kind of watch along with us. You know, in this crazy time. Um, maybe especially as we get closer to. Well, we're gonna have some some big stuff coming up towards Halloween anyway. But yes. um, man, hey, just let us know. Let us know. We want to yeah. do some cool stuff with you guys. But dude, the I don't. How do they do that every season? They have the best every ending. It's fantastic. I've never seen some a show nail it every episode. And that's the thing. Absolutely. I have to go to the next one. Exactly. I am. It is so late. I have to go to bed. I have next morning. But I am going. It's going to hurt putting my head on the pillow tonight because what's happening? You know, what the thing about it is, too, is that 
in the show itself, it also references Star Wars. And there's one really big one at the beginning of season three where Dustin's coming home and he's like, this is Gold Leader. And I'm like, oh, so good. And Eric's like, hey, you heard that? And I'm like, yeah, man, we're watching it together. And there's just like, you know, Eleven lifts up the Millennium Falcon. There's a Kenner R2-D2 rolling through. Who says they're, being, they're, they're pulling a Lando. They're, they're, it's, Lando. Oh. it's Lando. Is it Hopper? Uh, I th- no, Hopper wasn't. I don't think Hopper was that in on Star Wars. It's either season one or season two. It's like, oh, it might have been season Lando, two. It's Lando. Oh, I don't remember. Damn it. It's like they pretended to be the friend and then, yeah, yeah. It, it's just one of these shows that's self-referential to everything 80s. And if you're a big 80s guy or if you grew up in the 80s, it's so satisfactory. And, you know, I mean, my parents both were in high school and the, they graduated in 84. So they went from 80 to 84 in high school. And I've asked them, well, was it really like similar to this show really has nailed the costuming, you know, has nailed the the music, the the aesthetic of that era. They like it's been perfectly hit and like yeah for a show to like do a period piece to its core perfectly is incredible and i'm i don't know like the whole arcade aspect there's things that i'm nostalgic for that i didn't even experience when i watched that show and to a certain extent because growing up i don't know if you know this about me jerry but i was a big i love the show i love the 80s and that's like what i would watch on weekends when i was bored i would just have it on yeah if i was bored and then yeah yeah. and then back then they had like the mtv or vh1 classic like channel where you could literally tune in and watch all those old videos so growing up i was one of my few friends or people that i even knew that knew all about 80s culture and it helped me well into high school whenever my coaches or teachers would give me a hard time but like literally watching this show I know every reference backwards and forwards, or sometimes I'm watching with Katie or whoever, and it kind of goes over their head. I'm like, oh, well, this is literally a reference to 16 Candles visually, or the whole yeah. mall culture, or even the, the the idealism of the 80s with capitalism. Want to go to a mall. I know, I know. So like a like a full, and we have a good mall yeah. close by, like across, yeah. like, right where or across from our church, basically. Yeah, really good, still good mall. It's got a great movie theater and everything, sure. and it's just. But Dude. to have like that culture of going there with oh. your friends and just, like yes. hanging out all day, yep. like, dude, I was never one of those dudes who was no. like, that's for girls because mm-hmm. toxic masculinity, you know? Yeah. And, See, um, so I worked fun. at a mall. I worked at a mall for years. Yeah. And yeah, and I loved I it. I did for a little bit at our local mall. Did for, you? See, uh, my cousin owned a shop. So, oh, nice. Yeah, bath shop. It was called Bath. This is this has nothing to do with my name. It was called Bath Junkie. <laughs> it's not where I got my name. That's um, incredible. That's actually really funny. And um I'm just now putting that connection together like there oh, we go. There's there's just all kinds of weird things like the 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 Reagan era, you know, of America, like capitalism ever there's a lot of pride in your in your country and like, you know, there's also a lot of you know, the Cold War was happening. A lot of cover-ups were also happening in terms of, uh, you know, secret agendas for other people. And uh, the show, just every season is a different – and it always has a different main genre. Whereas this most recent one was like Russian, you know, infiltration, which was like classic Cold War storytelling. And you mentioned a couple of shows that it reminded you of. If I could see if I could, it, it is Red Dawn meets the thing. Yes, it is. Like big time. Yes. And, and I mean, other things stuffed in there, too. Of course. But it is 
I I love this show so much because I love the just the the nebulous perfect. Like, the '80s came up with the craziest cool ideas. It did yes. Yeah. Ghostbusters, where like these dudes like have backpacks that shoot proton lasers uh-huh. that catch ghosts that don't really look like people. They look like crazy no. bulbous monster things. Yes. Insane. Who would come up with that today? We would have to make it make sense. But back then they were just like, yep. this is the world we live in. Yeah. Here's here's what we do. And uh, we people just took it for what it was. They went on an adventure and they came up with stuff in the 80s, man. And like, that's what this show celebrates. And let me ask you this, because one of the biggest things that this show is criticized for is basically being like a nostalgia drug. Like it is just nostalgia. Like people, there is the big thing these days with poo-pooing nostalgia, uh, which there's some merit, I think, in the idea of not liking a thing just because it is nostalgic. But for me, a lot of the times when people are complaining on, oh, it refer if referenced this thing from the past, it's not as much like I mean, it is because I remember that thing. To me, it is. It's not like a oh. You're heavy-handed, ham-fisted, trying to like force it, force me to remember things like South Park's Member Berries episode. Yes, um, funny. Don't agree, but some things can try to do it. There is a tone that if you hit it, you pay homage to the source material. Yes, and also um, they just nowadays they're paying more attention to what came before sure. where they used to go like, ah, just make a new thing. Uh-huh. See, we need more new things, but, uh-huh. but how you play with stuff, they came up with all the cool ideas in the, in the eighties right now. Yes. So someone has to come up with the next cool idea, but their cool idea was to take everything that was good back then and make it even better. And that's the important Put thing. In is, it's, it's for you as a viewer to make that, to make the decision if you are going to ha- be picky about what you eat, you know, me, right. I never have been. And you watch that show. And if you really take it in and you really take the time to learn it and understand it, I mean, seriously, dude, it's, it's one of the best out there and everything is just so well done. Everything is so cared for the really, you know, and when this is an important thing and Eric and I talked with this the other night, really important to say that, when you write dialogue for kids or even teens or even people in high school, it's so easy to mess that up and like not write to that character and right. like make it cringy and make it not good. And honestly, there has never been a moment in this show where I'm like, man, if that's not on point for that character or for what that character is going to become or what it means to be this age experiencing this kind of thing, like it's, it's phenomenal. And like you've got so many different characters that have grown into their selves essentially. And like, you know, you got a kid like Will who has just been his childhood was taken away from him oh like four years ago. That that oh. like his whole arc in this third season where he's oh. just like mourning the loss of his childhood. Uh, yes. yes. Him. It's it's like this dude has oh I just want it's to hug so that transcendent. Guy. I know. Keep, keep your purity, man. Keep that purity. Oh my god! I, like, I don't know all the actors and actresses' names, but when you watch this show, there's 
it's just some of the best act. Literally, Jerry, I, I'm emotional. You know that. You've seen the reaction video. But Dude, I'm emotional. I don't show it as much out here, but I am a very emotional person, too. Like, people but, don't get men. When you watch Star Wars, it's emotional because what it does to you personally. But when you watch how the kids act in this show, literally, it's some of the best acting I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, when Will is breaking Fort Byers, this dude here was crying. Because you know that feeling whenever you feel like your childhood's gone. Like, you know that. You realize as an adult, yeah. it's been like, wow, I don't have this anymore. I'm, I'm done. I'm mad. You know? Dude, like, there are times when, like, Joyce... Uh, oh, Byers, Will's mom, brutal. like brutal. that woman. Oh, the powerful. Best. Oh, I love yeah. It because they always play it like everyone thinks she's crazy, but it's like she yep. is the only person who ever knows what's going on. Exactly. Start freaking listening to Joyce. Yep. When the it's magnets so are falling off the fridge. Yeah. Perfect. Because it was like something weird. She's like, no, this isn't. This isn't normal. But yes, there are moments with her and Will being a parent that hit mm-hmm. so freaking hard oh yeah um bring me to t i can't remember it like off the top of my head right now but dude there is a um there is what is the moment at the end of season two the saddest thing i've ever been in anything <laughs> at the dance when oh dude um, i cried like a baby Dustin comes in and the people like no one like will dance no with him and mm-hmm. nancy comes dude the one he was flirting with at the beginning of season one and I, oh my gosh dude i cried like a baby i was like so just like like i feel like these every time i watch the show i feel like these kids are like my kids like i yes. want to see them. i yes. want to see them in and be friends with them and be kind to them oh, and, yeah. like, and teach them what they need to you know it's just like i just want to hang out with them too because they're for like yep. steve harrington and all of them are like oh such and like you would always be safe if a monster attacked yes um but i just there's something about all of that like just oh, the whole with with hopper yep. and joyce oh yeah hopper's whole thing oh oh that's some of the stuff with hopper and 11 in the second season and in this <laughs> new season really got me oh i bet a father and a daughter oh. Dude, he's just like I think when he was reading when, when he was like reading the she was reading the letter he wrote to her. Oh, that, dude, I was ugly crying. I was bawling my eyes out. It's brutal, beautiful and horrible. And he, like that is her dad. Yeah, the only father she has ever known. The guy who I she called know. Papa, the horrible mm-hmm. man in black that uh-huh. he was. Uh huh. Evil man, and she is like. It's just your heart goes out to these kids, man. Like yeah, they know. And this show was the first thing in a long time, which it, a lot of people really like the new it chapter one and two mm-hmm. and say it really did a lot of cool things, sure. you know, that modern horror doesn't do. But it honest, but Stranger Things came first. It did. It kind of made the blueprint again. It was like, go yep. back. They made movies in the eighties. They let the kids like they talked like, normal kids do yeah they, they language and stuff and yes. like they say they try to get away with stuff around their parents of course their parents and they actually put them in danger like kids oh, are yeah. in dangerous situations and that's that's hard oh yeah it's horrifying and it's horrible and you're like no there was a couple of dude there was some things uh with that we can talk about the mind flayer melting uh-huh. the people uh-huh which is probably my top most horrifying, horrible, disgusted, but yet most amazing. Like it raised the stakes. 
Oh, it did. So high. This was it was my favorite uh, monster of any of the seasons yet. It was these stakes were higher than they have ever See, been. This is where we differ a little bit because Eric loved it a lot too, and I trust me, I love the storytelling aspect of it. I love where it Screw went. You. I was playing. But the Demi Gorgon from the first one was like perfect because they had the Bigfoot part of it where it was like, yeah. I thought I saw this thing, but it wasn't. There's there. a shot that will forever like haunt me. And it is Which when one? Will, when you first, when he first encounters it, you see the shape and moving. It's, not, it's not that one. It is when he gets to his house, unlocks the door and uh-huh. peeks out the blinds and the, uh-huh. the you've got the stuff kind of blowing in the oh, breeze. Yeah. I've been to houses like that. I used yeah. to live in a house like that. And that's horrifying. Uh-huh. Living out in the country is way worse than living in the city for me. Oh, like, totally. seriously, dude. It's like totally. anything could happen. And you see the shape coming, and it just looks like a long, lanky, like, person. Uh-huh. Like, no! Yeah. No! He gets the gun. No! He's holding the gun. He's shaking. And then oh. and the light gets brighter, 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 brighter. And then, and then it just like, goes oh, oh. Dude. And... It's something. There's something about it to where I think you, it's, it's it's iconic. Yes, you can get lost in it, and like it's just like Star Wars in that sense. It's almost like you can't put it down until you're really done, you know. And yeah. like you've got to be able to, you know, follow the story well. And there's a lot to it, you know. There's a lot of family and relationship drama that you have to right. you know, keep up on. And there's a lot. Of, the best thing is that Star Wars hasn't tapped into. There's a there's a weird tone of sexuality in it that I think is fantastic. You know, TV shows stray away from that now, and like if it if it is, it's really campy or it's Sexual really tension or something. Yeah, yeah, dude, literally like like these kids learning how to kiss for the first time. Like we've all been there. Don't act like you haven't been there. Don't act like that's like something dude, that don't try to make it sexy because it's no. for one thing. You that's and weird, they and they don't. That's what makes it real. You watch it; it's uncomfortable, and that's what it's supposed to be. Because we we were all there. Oh. It's awful. You know? Eleven's, eleven and Mike's um, interactions, okay. yeah, like are so like well, but I mean their interactions when they're fighting and oh, stuff are like that age. Do they all of their like the guys are giving it like advice it's the worst advice ever it's like so oh my good. gosh this is so like they were like it, it is it's ridiculous and yeah. and it's, it's too perfect and, oh dude literally like we've all been there and then like when uh you know nancy and steve get it on and it's like it's just so it's so reminiscent of me of like what it was to be young you know and i'm not even that old but, like 10 years ago, I had my first, like, real girlfriend, and I remember, like, you know, just growing up and, like, understanding how a relationship works and then dating other people when you're in high school and how weird that is. And, like, nothing captures it better than this show. And then, like, even you watch Joyce, who has had a divorce, and then she meets Bob. And, oh, oh, dude, talk about cry. When, oh, 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 oh. F you, Samwise. Why do you... Dude, I know. So that's important to bring up too. I was so mm. <laughs> because she deserves a guy that, that yeah. and again, that was at that time. It was yeah. like she deserved him, a yeah. guy who was good and nice yeah. and is Dude, it's it's incredible. It's incredible because you you watch this show and you're like, we all know a person like this, and they don't pull away when he gets horribly disemboweled by demodogs. Nope, you need it to see it. Camera pans. It keeps cutting back to it. We were crying at my house because we loved it. We were cheering for him so much because we were like, 
he comes across like he's going to be really scary and everyone was oh, mad at him yeah. for telling will to uh-huh. like tell that thing to get away from him away, and yeah no that yeah. he was dealing with an interdimensional demon, demon. like smoke yeah. demon yeah he thought it was like a, a dream like yep. give the guy a break and like <laughs> i was pulling for him the whole time like he's going to be a good guy and he's he going to end right. up he's not going to be cowardly he's going to be brave and he was yep the whole time and, sorry Bob it's amazing. Newby, it's amazing. Same, same as Barb. They deserve yep. so much better. And then the show, mm, the mm. show's good about establishing characters you don't know anything about in the beginning. And then towards and the you, end, you want to, dude, you Alexi, make, it makes you love them. Alexi, Alexi, amazing, amazing character. Barely had a line. Like, you know what I mean? That, like, that scene, though, with him and I love the, uh, what, what is his they, name? Murray. Murray, who they introduced in season two. That's you. Which, by the way. That's you, Jerry. Down to his core. Jerry is. Oh, my God. Well, he's, I'm a little, I think I'm a little more, um, uh, uh, what is it, friendly and yeah. more, more. I think I have more charisma than Murray. So who do you think you are? On, let's ask that question. Oh, Steve who Herring. Do you, think you are? No, You're Steve? That wouldn't surprise Honestly, me. Honestly, I'm probably... Um, what is what is what is Mike's dad's name? The dude who's just always like, "Oh my god, I don't remember his name." Uh, he's like, hey. "My chicken or something." He's, he's at the fair and he's like, he does not like this. And so it's so across his like, face. His wife is like this close to having yes. an affair because yes. he's like an she old fart that sits in a chair all the time yes. and everything. And he is just like Ted. Ted yes. is his name. Ted. I freaking love Ted. Ted. Way to go, Ted. What yeah. He goes, like that. That's my favorite line. As he walks in and he goes, What did I do? <laughs> it's so good. It's that so dude, good. Oh, he can. Oh, that dude brings it. Um, See, that's the charm of it, though. You have Yeah. I mean, every 80s movie had those dynamics in it, too. It's, it's like but, the, you know, there's another. But they play them more, they don't play them as. They play them more modernly, more yeah. realistically in yeah. this, but it still has those like archetypes. Yes, definitely. So. And there's one thing I wanted to bring up too that I think is very important is that um, you watch this show and your reasoning, it, the reasoning for the show is phenomenal because they don't have cell phones. There's not many things that can get them out of a situation. So you have to think like you're in the 80s when you write it well, and why- you watch it. Well, that's why people have been going more back to the nostalgic things because yes. it's harder to do something these days because yes, we've got a, we've got technology. Which the only show that I've ever seen later that does yeah. it well. The only, I'm sorry, the only movie that I've ever seen that does the modern era technology well is Uncut Gems, and if you haven't seen that, it's really? on Netflix. They do it so well, but you'll well, see when you watch it, you'll, you'll, it'll make sense. It's great. Say it's not a horror movie. There, now there's action and um, thrillers. And uh, different things like that do technology mm-hmm. very well. There's some yeah. that like do things absolutely. Um, uh, Knives Out. Yes, another good Actually, one. Dude, that's a really good example. It, the way that it felt of a time and yet timeless. Yep. Um, that's just the magic of Ryan Johnson. If exactly. You with that. Bye. We'll see you later. Bye. Um, bye. I don't know why I said that so sexually. Um, <clears throat> Yep. Anyway, um, so, you're gonna hear my thoughts on the the monster from season. Go ahead, go ahead. What were you talking about, dude? Well, bring up your monster. I want to say 
who I think I identify the most with. Do and it. I've always, do it. Do it. I've I'll talk about the monster later. Love. I just want to talk about why I think it's the – I'm going to keep interrupting you, okay? I'm going to keep interrupting you. Say your thing. Say your thing. Say it. But I'm going to keep a, interrupting you. I'm going to keep interrupting I'm gonna you. you finish. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let Beyonce you finish. had the best <laughs> – Beyonce had the best music video. I'm just kidding. Um, I have to say real quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally Kanye-ing you. Um, I'm con- – yeah, anyway. I had – when that happened – I was still in college and was still in like a drama group. Oh my we were having practice like a day or two after it happened or the day it happened the night, the day after. Yeah. And someone was up there doing their lines and I ran up on the stage Shut in up. the middle of it and went, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to finish, but Beyonce had the best video of all time, all time. It was, I mean, it killed. So I just had to say I had the best joke of all time after Kanye did the best troll of all time. So go ahead. So I feel like I've always identified with Steve's character and not necessarily because the handsome, no, really not because of the handsomeness, but like he was the dude, you know, and he's had, I mean, back in high school, I'm sure my dad wouldn't want me to admit this, but I had a lot of parties at my house without him knowing. And like, it was very similar to that. Just how it was, you know, it was, you're you're a cool dude, like cool the cool like a cool dude, but like a down to earth, like do anything for you, dude. Right? It was a but the, when you watch it, you realize like he's not happy with that. And there was times in my high school career where like I mean I'm not gonna be I'm not trying to be this guy. I was on the homecoming court. I had a lot of success in my high school career, and plenty of those times I really was just not happy with who I was and where I was at. And you watch these these seasons progress and you feel for Steve. You're like, man, he is not who everyone makes him out to be. He is actually a very careful and cautious dude for these kids. And he has a relationship with Dustin. That's phenomenal. What, what every little boy, whatever young growing up kid needs is a, someone they can, who's not that far in age that can like relate to them. And Troy was that for me growing up. Troy was literally, I was 13 when Troy was 18 and like, you know, not that I can go to Troy for killing demons, but Troy and I would definitely talk and he would be wiser than me. And Jerry, you're that, you're you're that, you were that for me. You know, you're like five years older than me. And I look up to you, you know, I'm, I'm the Steve Harrington to your Dustin. We have to. That has to be tweeted. That has to be the marketing going out for this episode. It's gonna. I'm gonna. There's gonna Dustin. be like a heart with us. Like we need to. Like I need to like Photoshop our heads on like you on Dustin yes. with the, the hat and everything, yes. and even like the the bite the weird tooth. Yes. And, like, oh my god, it's perfect. And, and me with like the bat and stuff like. Yes. yes. Yeah. Bombad's best babysitter. The Bombad babysitter. It's oh. The Bombad Babysitter. Boom. That was so loud. Sorry. I probably am like, my whole house is probably awake now. Um, (laughs) Woke the dead. Um, Oh, man. Dude, you guys just witnessed the creative process happening. (laughs) So it's literally all it is. It's a bunch of gross and gross. To make a transition, though, my... We talked about Bombadcast always talks about our favorite like creatures and monsters from whatever in Star Wars, but 
this is one thing that show does so well is it establishes a weird lore that I didn't expect. It has a monster lore. It's got a it's got an otherworldly lore that, you know, for the most part, most shows are not brave enough to do. And you watch this show and you become more invested in how this lore, how these creatures work, how all this works. And this is one of the few shows that you're like, oh, this literally logically it makes sense. And you know, there's a whole area called the Upside Down World, which we don't have in Star Wars yet. Right. Waiting for Star Wars to steal that in some way. But uh, World Between Worlds. Kind of. And you watch this show and you automatically just get super invested in how this, this whole entire thing operates. And, you yeah. know, you've got all kinds of creatures. And I said mine earlier was the original Demi Gorgon and probably always will be because it felt like signs it felt yeah. like um felt like et in a weird way it felt oh, yeah. a lot like alien the original and it felt a lot like predator you know it had all these aspects that i really like but then we got jerry over here who i know is a horror gore no really i know you like that well, stuff yet uh, you, well i mean you... i'm not like crazy but i love like the sci-fi i love sci-fi horror yes the thing is one of my yes. all-time like if you have not ever seen the thing Yes. Do yourself a favor. Even if you're not into really horror, it's just a cool film. Even you, it's it still holds up. And they even show if you've seen the bits of it in Stranger mm-hmm. Things, they're watching it. The science teacher is watching it with his girlfriend. Yep. Like you, you'll like this, Jerry. A lot of the lighting for Owl's Nest, which we've been mm-hmm. working on a lot more lately, mm-hmm. was inspired by the thing. So I'll I'll, I'll send you oh some clips. Oh, I know that bl- the blue lighting oh. of that movie. Yeah. And so that I'll is- even say I actually enjoyed the newer thing that came out that in like yeah. the two thousands, two thousand eleven or twelve or something. Yeah. I understand. It's like a prequel, basically, but it was yes. cool seeing that in mo- with modern CGI. It's sure. still cooler when it's like the horrifying animatronics, but they used, oh, there's yeah. actually a lot more animatronics used for that than you would think, and I was horrified I at the things that were animatronic because one of the big things at the end was animatronic, and I was like, no, no, that yeah. can't be a real, that can't be a real thing awesome. that exists in a warehouse somewhere. I don't want that yep. to exist in a warehouse because no. it, it, it's... We say Cronenberg. He has a very Cronenberg feel. I don't. I haven't watched much Cronenberg, but I know what Cronenberg is. Sure. It's horrifying, weird, gross, gory stuff. Yes. It's not my favorite. It's surreal. It's also surreal. Yeah. Did he do that? That uh, did he do that? Fly. That movie. He did the fly. But did he do that one movie where it was like the rich people would get together? And stuff, and like this one guy got in there, and he, he found out they were having orgies, but they did this weird, like satanic orgy where they that's eyes wide shut. That's Kubrick. That's Kubrick, I think. Right? Is that or Kubrick? No? Is, is that, that eyes wide, wide shut? shut? I don't. Think no, it is, it's no. not eyes wide shut, but it's like they all melded, melded into. I just like looked up pictures of it because I heard someone talking about. it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's horrifying. I yeah. uh, don't want to remember that. Um, anyway, <laughs> look at it. No, well, so, and, like Rick and Morty have the Cronenberg episode. They turn everyone into a planet full of Cronenbergs and stuff like that. But just the whole, yes. that whole concept of the thing where it's like an alien that hides in plain sight, but then it just like, it's great. It, it's a it's cool great. concept, man. Yes. And the thing from the eighties, like uh, John Carpenter's, the thing mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. a remake from a fifties movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go figure, man. Like exactly, it's God. if it works, don't don't fix it. Like truly, like yeah. and 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 like it's Lovecraftian. Okay it, yes. I like the monsters that are Lovecraftian that unsettle you, right? Yes, 
like give me a monster that if it's supposed to be scary make it like that thing shouldn't be alive like what exactly see there's a really important thing to get brought up is that this show has like hr geiger's you know alien design it's got a design it's very lovecraft and geiger yes you've got the the flower face thing where a flower you associate with something beautiful, but then you see it and this thing is eyeless. It's got a flower face, nothing but teeth and you see how it eats and you see it. Like how a it does. lamprey on a man's oh, yeah. body. Oh, it's so it's good. perfect. It's perfect. And, um, you know what, Eric, Kahneman, he is a big fan oh. of the Godzilla stuff and he's a huge Godzilla fan. Oh. And, and, I think he identified most of that most recent season because there's there's even a Godzilla aspect where they're in the mall destroying the mall and it's like per it's I don't I can't even, I have a hard time saying things are perfect because you know there's always a little bit of flaw but truly when I watch this show I don't know what could have been done better you know the, I can even the Battle of Star, every part of the Battle of Star Court oh is amazing I love that they called it. The Battle of Starcourt. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. They're and, so brilliant. I then, love it. It's, so It sounds so epic, but it's a, it's a mall with a Jason Penny. But how like relatable is that? It's, it's so relatable. So, oh, my gosh. When, and when Eleven throws the car, by the way, and just takes out the Russian guys, that uh-huh. sorry. There's too many moments like that. There's, so. there's something that I have to bring up now because – you were mentioning how good the writing is. We both were talking about how good the writing is. The guys who make it, the Duffer Brothers, this is like one of their only projects they've ever done, and they've poured their heart into it, and they've studied oh all things real and fake, and they love Stephen King, and they love filmmaking, and they're young. I think they're just like in their early or late – the early or their mid-40s, they're young. And like you yeah, watch this – and it didn't start, dude. You watch this, and you're like – like how and my big thing my mantra for this episode and i think we might even title it this the duffer brothers need to make a star wars mm-hmm. they need to and if you disagree with me click off right now because i'm get not off your duffer, get off your duffer I, brothers and make a star wars there we go so you <laughs> watch the show and you can't tell me you don't feel something, number one. But you it's just amazing storytelling. And I, Star Wars is is great. I love everything about it. I've watched it. I, we do this literally every Sunday. It's my favorite thing. But if there was any way that Star Wars could get better and have moments of more expansion, new characters <laughs> to fall in love with, you know, extremely good cliffhangers. Oh, my gosh. They should – they should get a show. Like they took so many different things and they George Lucas did. And they even merchandise it like George Lucas. They had like Stranger Things action figures, Stranger Things pillow. I wish they were more available because they're they're yeah. not as like only at Target. Yeah, Target. Well, I mean, I've seen them at Walmart, uh, in, yeah. but in like the electronics and like specialty yeah. toys stuff. Like I want to see, and I know it's not really a. It's more of a grown-up, especially this last season. You talk a little bit about that, how this last season was the roughest of all. Like, it was the most horrifying, gory season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Let me get some of you, because there were some reaction points in this season. Sure. When, like, where you would probably go, oh, oh, what? Yes. What was your reaction when the rats started to explode? In that one episode, like, because they do, it's no context. It's all these rats. You've yes. seen them in the first couple episodes. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on? And then they start them popping. Exploding, 
didn't gross me out, but when the one exploded in that old woman's house, and I love that old lady because my crawling grandma, out. My grandma, who's just like that, whose house looks like it's from '84, literally, like I felt like I was looking at my nana when I was watching it, and like the way oh, yeah. she responded and stuff was phenomenal. And then it crawled out and it, like blobbed across the floor, and then she's eating the fertilizer. I was like, dog, so good. What about you? Yeah. What, was your first, what was your first impression of that, G? Well, I mean, when the rats started exploding, I was like, what? 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 I had to rewind it and go back and watch it because I'm like, why is that happening? Did yeah. we see some, what's going on? Why are the rats popping? And then when the one popped in the cage and crawled out, that's when I first went, it's the thing. It's the thing. Yep. It, yep. The person pops and there's a creature inside. But this is like it, it's popped, but it's still alive. It's, it's part of a hole now. Don't even get me started on how horrifying and sad to watch all those people, all those little, you see the little kids walking off from their parents and they get assimilated into that. Those people melted and just became the creature. I'm still horrified and disgusted by it. It's amazing, but it's also like, I was so like upset, (laughs) but also this is the coolest. This is the coolest idea. But it is horrifying, and it makes me sick as a parent that that kid melted. Yeah. That first, like, the 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 girl that was helping Steve, the first person he turned, and she got her parents, you know? Uh-huh. When she's, like, the first one, like, melts down, I was like, oh. Oh, she's so young. She's so, so young. Why? So this is this is gonna kind of jump back to what i was saying real quick i'm sorry jerry but no it's fine that just that scene just sticks with me it's stuck with me it's just great storytelling and these people that make this story find a way to like they literally take what they established like in the first episodes and they build on it so well by the time you're done you're an expert in it you understand why the rats explode you understand where they came from you understand the 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 um what do they call it? The mind flare was that dark energy that left will that then when you first with all the rats. It's perfect. When you see it, like, because that, that was my thing with the, the second season as I thought yeah. that that thing was going to reveal itself as a, I was like, mm-hmm. that's going to be, that's a crazy looking monster in the trailer. Yeah. You just see this mm-hmm. giant hulking again, Lovecraftian. Yep. yep. Like old God. Very symmetric. From another dimension. Yep. Can we talk about how awesome it is? I love that there are no other shows that really have played so successfully with other dimensions. Oh yeah, and it makes the way this does, and it will, and it like be iconic and also like scary and like what it make you do what Jaws did for the water or what Alien Mm -hmm. did for space. What's out there? Is there something that horrifying? Yes, in the beyond, and that is just that's Um, that's what I loved about how it's written. Like really it yeah. all comes back down to how it's filmed and how it's written. And like, obviously this show wouldn't do well from a movie. It just wouldn't. It has to be long form storytelling. It has to be an hour long. And you, you don't think I would watch a movie later on, maybe like if that it's like down the road yes. and be like, Oh, yes. I'll go watch that. And it's like the, the big relations, a movie. Yes, I agree. Or if it's, it's like a trilogy, if they do it like a trilogy, so it's yes. not like, all one story relating middle end. Yes. Kind of a thing. Yes. And sorry, I mean, you're right. No, 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 no. I, I like that because it's, it's one of these few shows that's gotten started out really small. Like the, the season one story is about a boy who disappears and that's it. And he comes back 
and there's not even that much of a cover-up. Season two, we get a little bit bigger. We've got a couple <laughs> people that, that go away, and that's about it. Then you get season three, and season three is like – 30 people go missing it's it's a it's become it becomes a news special at the end of the show you're like oh my gosh how crazy is they they changed oh dude i got i'm getting chills thinking about it when they're like someone spray painted hell on uh hawkins yeah i'm like because it's like the sleepy little town but now people are like um horrifying things are happening here oh yeah and it's like oh i'm getting like chills because it's just i love things like that where it's like these like your call to step up like the beyond comes to take you uh-huh. and drag you into the darkness into the void Good and word. you have to fight man yes you have yes. to fight like are are you gonna fight are you gonna get like in in one it thing also, it also shows it's not very unrealistic to me that the kids and all them like fight it you know i mean oh, one yeah. of the kids has superpowers obviously yeah. two of yeah. them technically now because yeah. Will kind of has like you know the six like, Spider-Man, six mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you've got these like they're heroes now and stuff. Like mm-hmm. these kids are veterans. They've done stuff that no oh, kid should ever have no. endured. No, but they were they're normal and they're they're kids and they're people. And it's these people oh, who are yeah. like like Joyce and Hopper. You just want these people to be happy. You want sure the best for them. And it's just it's real people that you see yourself in. Yes. And you go, would I fight like that? Exactly. To save other people. Yeah. To save my family or just to to make sure that this thing didn't hurt anybody else. Yeah. What would you do? And, man, it's that question, dude. It's that question. There's one thing that has to get brought up as well is when a show is made like this. There is a huge part of cultural impact, but there's also a part of it you have to kind of take a second and say, well, wait, could this happen? And, you know, these kids go through a lot. And like you said, they are veterans by the end of these battles. And, like, I mean, you don't know. You never know if things like this happen in real life or not because of the government cover-ups, because of the things that come out later, you know, 50 years on the line, Roswell stuff. You know, like, those things slowly start to unravel and mm-hmm. that the show does well is since it's a period piece you watch it and you're like wow you know like that it could be written off you know and yeah. one, one one important thing i want to mention is this show for anyone that loves the marvel series this show has at the end of every season the marvel team up you've been waiting for one oh character, my gosh. one the group, avengers come together oh, yeah and they have, they have the hero the shot Oh yeah, one one group is going through one thing that'll aid the other group going through another thing that will aid the other group going through something else. So when all the puzzle pieces connect, mm-hmm. it was a view. I'm getting chills. It was a view. They all so they all come together. Ooh, oh, dude. A, they each figure out a different part of the mystery and come together oh, and God. like have the we have the full picture. Okay, yep. here's what we're gonna do. Yep, yep. Like the Russian infiltration. Then you have uh, Hopper and Joyce figuring out, you know, why why was that? Why is this Russian guy chasing us? Then you figure out, you know, the kids are dealing with everything, you know, everything with the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I guess the uh, Billy's been doing, and like you watch it, and it's just so mm-hmm. believable. And I don't know, like I'm, I'm, I'm in love with the show, and I almost feel bad for taking a break for so long, but I don't have to wait as long for the next season now. I'm a little bit I honestly thinking I'm going to like like start it again soon. Yeah, the but, whole series might as well. Right. Well, you know, you were mentioning though, um 
when you look at um, projects, modern projects, like even mm-hmm. Ghostbusters yeah. and other 80s movies, it's all most of like things that are successful are based on some sort of source material. Sure. Either, either a true account, right? Yeah. And so I think this is what you were alluding to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and so, you know, you've got Ghostbusters. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is actually a huge, like his family are paranormal investigators. His family were like Ghostbusters is almost based on his family, their interests, right? It's like, yeah. They were paranormal investigators and stuff. They it, it, like he grew up doing that. That's what he wants to do. Um, and uh, there's a lot of like, just honestly, if you listen to Dan Aykroyd talk about his real world experience, he he like actually still investigates this stuff. I bet uh, he was about to get his own show, Scotty. If you want to come back in, come back in. He had his own show. He was going to have his own show. This is a story he told. Uh, on a podcast, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like pitching some stuff and then had to go outside for a smoke. And he was out there and he looked, felt like someone looking at him, felt a presence, looked across the street. There was a, what he describes as a man in black. Mm-hmm. Like from the, like the, not the Tommy Lee Jones. No. Th- what they're based on, which is even more horrifying, which we can talk about that too one day. We're going to talk about that. It's my, like one of my favorite things. Yes. Also horrifying. Um, but he said that the guy was like making eye contact with him and, and there was a car, like he was standing by a car, like a black car. Mm-hmm. And then he turned around, someone calls name. He turned around for a second and then turned back to look and it was all got the car and the guy were gone. Did he went in dude? And they said, the show's canceled. They're not going to do the show anymore. Wow. Um, insane. But anyway, wow. so you've got, that's just because I brought up Ghostbusters. You guys sure. probably seen I put I Ghostbusters was my first love when I was a kid. Uh-huh. But uh, with this, uh, I haven't read the book, but it's based on a, a book called the Montauk Montauk Project. Oh, yeah. uh, Montauk is like an island in Lo- it's like Long Island, part of Long yeah. Island or whatever. Uh, and it was it's this conspiracy theory about, I think that's like a fictional account of uh, based on a true conspiracy theory, like a, yes, it's a government facility. That's Mm -hmm. like an oxymoron, but essentially that the CIA were like conducting, uh, time travel experiments with, um, I think just people, the populace, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is what the whole premise of even the first season is based off of where you've got this, big facility out in the woods you don't know what it's for it says department of energy uh-huh. and then you see that they have these children who yeah. have gifts who they are like basically treating like lab rats yeah from try, the, this is a real try, project too come up with a way it's trying to come up with a way to spy on the russians right yes. it's like and, yes so and you essentially the bad guys in the first season are the men in black. Mm-hmm. They're not like the like, but it's more of if it, uh, the shadowy government. Like yeah. you know, these are like guys who are above. Oh everyone yeah. Else and they like, they're like, they will do anything to protect their secrets. Exactly. Which is like it's black ops, like crazy stuff, you know. And that I mean, I, I don't. Again, I haven't read Montauk Project, but this whole the whole series dips its toe. In all kinds of paranormal things, you got MK Ultra. That was a real thing. That was Ultra, a real test. MK Ultra, that yeah, was a real test. LSD's power on, to give people like uh, mind powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
for it was Real. some people got messed up man like seriously See? you know it's just it, it's and but th- this thing it's not just with the laboratory government experiments uh-huh. like the things like the shadowy government agencies or the men in black who yes. are almost otherworldly beings yes. you've got these strange creatures coming from nowhere yes. that they're there and then they're gone right bigfoot um you know whatever and in the show you got like that it sleeks into a tree and then the yep. portal closes up and all that yep. kind of stuff and uh you know it, it, it's it just dips its toe in so much man it dips its toe in like possession with the second season and you know all of these just weird things conspiracies cover-ups um even down to the russians trying to do the same thing on american soil under a mall yes. So like good. it gave me the vibes of people talk about um, how the Colorado uh, or the the uh, what, what is it the um, the Denver airport is like a big like weird place. Oh yeah, yeah. You seen all that, that stuff about oh, that. Yeah. The, the mirror everything painted over, but they're like there's like the big underground stuff tunnels that uh-huh. they closed off because uh-huh. some some kind of mold or something. Yeah, and so people are naturally like, what's going on? The human exactly. brain does that, but. That's what I love about this show is it takes all of that kind of stuff and it stuffs it in with the yeah. 80s nostalgia. Yes, and it's it works. Not based on, it's not just based on bullcrap. Well, depending on what your definition of bullcrap is, it's not yes. just like something they like they come, came up with it, but it is also inspired by true life it, things. Exactly. And honestly, like the farther you get into that kind of stuff, the deeper the rabbit hole goes, the more you're like, oh, wow, a lot of stuff that seems unrealistic on movies are some things that kind people have really- actually, well, people that have, people have actually reported seeing like weird things, whether you sure. believe they did or not. Yeah. It was a hallucination. It's actual accounts of things that, you know, people talk about. And so anyway, it's just beyond strange. So, so Jerry, uh, I have a question. Yeah. Seems like you want to bring up something that you're very proud of. And that I'm also very proud of that, that you and I are both involved in. That might be a, oh. uh, I think the word's Patreon exclusive. Is, is it Patreon exclusive? Do we have a Patreon exclusive thing? What is, is it a, a Patreon exclusive, uh, fanny pack uh, we're working on? Is it a bomb fanny pack that looks like a booba? From what I've heard, from what I've heard is that it's your brainchild, and I want you to kind of elaborate on what. Yes, you've heard it here first, folks. The Bombadcast's first Patreon exclusive show is going to be Jerry. What do we have going on with that? Well, Scotty, and I'm I'm trying to send you the image, but it's not. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know this if message or me. not. I'm trying to. My uh, phone is not working, so I think the aliens are here and probably coming for me. I need to I stop. I'm going to, I'm going to freak myself out. Um, I found it. I found it. I'll put nice. it on the screen. You can put it up if you want here in a second, but we are, um, as you just heard, I'm kind of a ooky spooky person. Um, I don't fall hook, line, and sinker for everything. Uh, I think conspiracy theories are interesting. I think that I'm really into the weird cryptid, weird, like paranormal stuff. Um, I think it's interesting. Um, I have stories of things I have experienced, Scotty, that yes. are, I believe going to get to, we're going to get into our own experiences on our first episode. Um, and, but this show 
that we are we are dropping. It is a monthly Patreon exclusive. Show. What is it called? I believe that the it, I, I we haven't talked about this with the group, but I think it is just you. If you are a Patreon of Beyond yeah. the Blast Doors Network, you will have access to a monthly weird paranormal news show called Scotty and Jerry's Beyond Beyond. Yes, so awesome. I um, am very proud of that <laughs> um, cover right there. Um, I like I, I just was uh, feverishly working on my Canva app, and uh, I'm I'm just we're we're really crazy excited. Me and Scotty, we're gonna do um, thank Bombadcast Energy talking about weird ooky spooky stuff okay yep we're, uh, we're gonna talk about some of the latest here's the things that i want to get into a little bit i listen to a few paranormal podcasts i want to get into more of the what's the news that is happening right now in the world of weird right like what is going on like there's a lot of stuff going on about uh, the government and disclosure about ufos right right now that's yeah. kind of going under the radar because our country's kind of in the pooper um but it it again, is uh, stuff that is real and is happening in our world. Like, at least there's some portion of it. There is a fragment of truth in a lot of this stuff. And we're going to take a look at it. We're going to take a look at the news stories, uh, the new news that's happening. We're going to take a look at uh, just topics. uh, And I'm going to read some true accounts to Scotty and have him react to them. And we will discuss what we think it is, what's going on. Uh, we're going to get into specific cases and we're going to get into the weird cases. Uh, like we are saying the weird cases, the I'm big into weird cryptids and stuff like that. Not yeah. the Bigfoots and stuff. Bigfoot's okay. He's old hat, man. I I'm into the, the three legged weird red eyed dog thing that attacked yeah. people. I forget what it's called. It was in, it was in some place in, um, Chupacabra? Uh, it wasn't a chupacabra. It had three oh. legs. Oh, little T-Rex arms at the front and like red eyes and stuff. And it attacked a kid. And then it went next door and tried to get in while these kids were home alone too. Frightening. Yeah. Um, it, it's someplace in Illinois. This happened. Sick. And like, it was witnessed by a bunch of people, like all the, and the adults got home and they were telling their parents about it. The thing came back and attacked. While the wow. parents there, the dad opens the door and just slams it. And stuff. Wow. And he gets his gun and goes out there, shoots it, didn't even affect it. Wow. See? See, I like weird stuff. Like, this is some sick. Yes. Okay. If this you are checking simple. out because you just like, you don't want to, I know some people don't want to hear it and stuff. We're going to look, we're going to talk about it. We're going to take it a little seriously, but we're yeah. going to have fun with it. We're not going to go in and believe everything. We're going to have a little bit of a, a, a critical eye and stuff. We're going to talk about, well, it could be this. But also, you know, the thing that you can't recount, Scotty, is what we find on these things. You can say it could be X, Y, or Z. But if someone had an experience and with these things that happen paranormally, ghosts, uh, UFOs, cryptids, whatever, it tends to be a personal experience. Like it was meant just for you to see it. And that's the unsettling thing about that is 100%. And that's why I want to deliver this show is because some listeners, some patrons as well, might feel like, man, I've had experiences that I want to share. And if you're not a patron yet and you like stuff like this, yeah, you won't get it unless you become a patron. And it might sound harsh, but 
look, it's something we've we feel like you know if it's successful enough, if we get enough views and likes and comments on it, maybe we'll make it a regular show, Bombad Cast, and also Beyond Beyond. But it's 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 something that we're very excited to talk about, and it's new for us. And mm. I don't talk about this on a regular basis. Jerry's gonna freak me. I'm not gonna sleep some nights because Jerry's gonna be good. I'm not gonna be Jerry's able to walk hard. up from my basement. I'm gonna run, leaving every light on. Yeah, as I go. I live in Louisiana, so it's already scary. And we'll, like, we'll talk I, about Michael. We'll talk about that thing that happened on Two Med Two, where I went upstairs and freaked out my wife because I thought yeah. that I saw something that turned out to be my hand. So don't yeah. let that deter you from listening because I yeah. Anyway. So I'm already with, discrediting myself. With all that being said, <laughs> to kind of sum up these whole discussions, watch Stranger Things. You won't be disappointed. Do it. And also support us on Patreon because you're going to get an exclusive show from, from Jerry and I. And that's it, pretty much wrap Maybe if we get enough listeners uh, or watch, I think we'll, we're going to be doing it. Look, we're going to be doing it this style, uh, like yes. Bombadcast, but it's going to be beyond beyond okay yep. and uh we will throw up pictures and stuff right okay? oh yeah try to do my homework and get as many pictures as i can totally. freak the heck out of scotty and me so, probably um but let's the, let them know if we get enough but hey if we get enough people though watching scotty yeah. maybe like you said if people have their own experiences maybe we could do a call-in show every now and then or you know if it hey you know it would be coast so to cool maybe just like yeah, that old show coast to coast um, coast to coast um, one thing I want to say, too, is expect the first episode of this to be mid-August, so probably mid to late August, August, the August 20th area, and um, yeah. you won't be disappointed. And, uh, yeah, By Jerry? the time you're hearing this, man, that, that image is going to be dropping on Twitter. Like The announcement oh, yeah. is going to be dropping on our Definitely. social medias and all that stuff, and we're all super pumped. It's a passion project of mine. I'm yes. gushing. But Jerry's excited. I'm excited too because Jerry's gonna he's gonna learn me something big like Finn did in TLJ. I'm gonna open your eyes to some things. Yes. Probably wish you keep the Pandora's box closed. Yes, because yes. once it opens, I will warn you guys. Once you open that box, it once you stare into the void, it sometimes it stares back, and then the box can't be closed. I use two analogies. Okay, you can cut back to both of us because I'm done. Um, yeah. Sometimes you stare into the void, it stares back, and if you open Pandora's box, you can't close this Pandora's box. Trust me. I've tried. Stay bombad. So, if you had fun today, subscribe. Like. If you got up, if you're upset, just be nice. Just be nice. Share it. Why waste your energy disliking the video? Why waste that energy? Take that, take that energy and, and go out and feed a homeless person. Show us a Patreon. Take, take that energy. Do it to spite us, okay? Patreon.com slash Beyond the Blast Stores. Yeah. Wear a, wear a mask Give to the grocery money. store and homeless. pretend you're smothering me with it. You want to keep up with us? Beyondtheblaststores.com. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us at BombadCast on Twitter. And if you want to leave us a phone call, you can call us at 331-2-BEYOND. That's 331-223-9663. Jerry, besides watch Stranger Things, besides join the Patreon to get there, our exclusive show, our first exclusive show. Beyond what, Beyond, guys. Come on. What should the good people do? Well, Scottled. Yes. They should not only – I'm away from my mic. They should not only – yeah. Become a patron to okay. get our ooky spooky show beyond beyond. But they should also. Okay. 
I'm touching you. Oh, sorry. Stay